What's good, everybody? Welcome into your MMA-only episode of The Early Edge. We do it every single week that there's a major show in one of the three big organizations. I'm the coach. We are powered by the almighty sports sign. And all I got to say is if you didn't tell my guy, Ian Parker, a week ago, whether reading him a sports sign, how about 11-1 and one on his straight picks on every fight? How about here on The Early Edge? Best bets? Let's go 4-1. and one. How about a parlay that we hit two? Everything except the co-main event we cashed. You're welcome. So let's bring in the hottest MMA handicapper in the world today, Ian Parker. What's up, man? How do you feel after last weekend? I'm coming after Wonder Boy after last week. Um, you know, the uh, the night the nicest MF in the UFC blew a uh, 11 fight parlay. No, I feel great. Look, last week. Um, a lot of people were questioning some picks, and I felt confident. I know you did. And we got it done. On the biggest card of the year, we had the best results. Literally almost perfection, and we're going to do it again this week. Well, during the week, I'll say this, because normally we don't always clap back at people. It's not really our <laughs> style. Uh, but there were a lot of people that were questioning some of the picks. And so the best way to shut them up is to win every single fight. And that's exactly <laughs> what we did. And we cashed everywhere. So now I don't want to hear any more tweets about which fights he picks. We pick the best that we have. And I'm telling you, you told me during the week, you said, I've never been more confident in a fight card in my career since I've started at Sportsline. And you backed it up. You backed it up. But we, yeah, have, absolutely. To we have to spin it forward. We have to Let's spin go. it forward, right? So this week we got Bellator and UFC. By the way, PFL still on a break for about three more weeks. You know, we're the betting gurus for the PFL. Uh, but the playoffs start in three weeks. But this weekend, we're going Bellator Friday night, Showtime in the family, and then also UFC Fight Night on Saturday. So, Ian, let's start with Bellator. Sure. 6 p.m. Eastern for the prelims, main card at 9 p.m. Eastern time. Let's start with the women's featherweight division. Blinkow against Silva, minus 150. Blinkow is the favorite. What do you like? I like Blinkow here. I like her experience. I like her striking. You know, she is somebody that constantly pressures. In the last fight, Diana Silva fought Julia Budd. She was a plus like 700 underdog and she lost by split decision. Some people thought she won. It wasn't because of, of how good she fought. It was because Julia Budd threw next to nothing, just landed some better shots. Diana Silva fought Cyborg. Almost everybody loses to Cyborg except for Amanda Nunez. And Blanco literally showed a lot of toughness, a lot of grit, kept coming forward. As long as she doesn't stand still and do nothing, she wins this fight. So we're going to roll with her here. And we're hoping and we're expecting her not to stand there and do nothing. I, I think she'll she probably won't. Right? Uh, sometimes on the Bellator cards, uh, there are some really, really long odds. For those of you who are new to MMA betting, the way we bring those odds down to something you can play with is that we put them in a parlay. So give me a three-way parlay on the Bellator card that you like that brings it into the plus money category. Yeah, we're going to start off with Tyrell Fortune versus Matt Mitrione. You know, Matt Mitrione, Matt Mitrione is on a little bit of a losing streak. He's actually fighting someone who is his wrestling coach at one point. Fortune, I think, is a prospect on the rise. Mitrione's on the tail end. You know, what we've seen out of Mitrione is that he's either hesitant or he throws himself into a brawl and he gets knocked out on the ground. He's not very skilled off his back. Fortune's got the better power, speed, really should just win this fight hands down pretty easily. I don't see him going rock'em, sock'em, robots. He's going to go with the wrestling, get the win. Matos here is fighting a very inexperienced fighter who he just, this is a guy who's going to be better everywhere. As long as he doesn't take this prospect lightly, I wouldn't even call his opponent really a prospect. I would say he's just someone in the Bellator family that, 
they're giving a, a third chance to. This is like a strike and you're out, but this is just a bad matchup. Matos should get the win. In the final one of our parlay, uh, Velasquez, she's the main event. She's a newly crowned champ beating McFarlane. She is fighting a very tough fighter who is a kickboxing champion in other organizations. However, Velasquez is just too big, too strong. She can control this as long as she keeps with that high IQ that she's been fighting with. She doesn't need to get into a kickboxing fight here where the advantage will be is on the ground, her jujitsu. And there's a reason why she's minus 300 plus. I think it even went over 400 this morning. So we're going <coughs> to, excuse me. She's going to ta- be the tail end of our parlay here. Yeah. Ian mentioned the numbers of 300, 400, kind of what we do here on our show. Our baseline is minus 200. It's different than NFL and baseball and basketball minus 200 or below. We feel like you can play it straight. Anything above we like to put into a parlay or a prop decision uh, as well, or the way the fight is going to end. Now, the easy thing to do, coming off that incredible night at UFC 264, where we also cast Dustin Poirier yet again in the main event, would it be to take the week off, to lose focus, to say, but guess what? Guess what doesn't lose focus? The pay window. They don't care what the event is. They don't care who's on the ticket. They just care that we cash. So we have thrown UFC 264 in the trash. And now we move forward to this Saturday night. 7 p.m. Eastern is the prelims. 10 p.m. Eastern is the main event on ESPN. Let's start with Johns and Dos Santos. Bantamweights, uh, the favorite here is Johns minus 175. What do you like? I really like, excuse me, I really like Miles Johns here. Uh, just a better wrestler. His striking's tightened up. You know, in his first fight in the UFC, he got caught, but he was winning. And in the second fight, he really controlled the narrative. He got back to his roots wrestling, which then threatened the striking, and he landed a third-round TKO against Dos Santos. Dos Santos, in his last fight, was losing and just caught a uh, inexperienced guy in a guillotine, which he has a good one here. As long as Miles John, when he shoots that outside single, keeps his head up as opposed to against the hip like normal wrestlers do, he should be safe from the guillotine. I think he gets it done. I think he controls him everywhere. I'm actually surprised it's only minus 175 because Dos Santos beat someone who was on a two-fight losing streak. Miles John is still a very solid prospect in the division. So to me, that's a steal at that number. They will never admit it, but books watch our show now and the line (laughs) move. When Ian Parker's picks come out, I'm not kidding. So I would encourage you the moment that you are watching the show to get this play in because this will go up. All right, let's move on to stay in the Bantamweights. Uh, Taha, minus 155 favorite over at Marazov. Uh, I think I got that right. Uh, What do you like here? I like Taha here. He's a very, very tough kid. Uh, great striking. You know, in his first fight, he did lose, but he came back with a knockout win. We just saw a different level of maturity in the se- in his second fight. You know, fighting Jerome Rivera, who's, I mean, he's probably going to be out of the UFC at this point. He's now 0-3, but very big, rangy. He's fighting someone very similar in Morozov. Morozov is also tough. You know, he's got good submissions, but his striking gets a little sloppy. He kind of is a little bit flat foot. Taha, as long as he stays composed and keeps this as a boxing fight, if you want to go for a submission, it's got to be on a sprawl, not on a shot. I like Taha here. Yeah, for these 135ers, you can't be flat-footed. you got to be quick, and you can't be sloppy. Absolutely. Uh, not at that weight. No chance. Okay. Before we get into the co-main event, which is it's amazing. One of the names that's in the co-main event we'll get to. And also our main event. I want to now insert our Parker's parlay for the UFC. Give me another three-way parlay that you like that brings it in to plus money. 
Yeah, let's see if we can go two in a row this week. I really believe we can. We are looking at Daniel Rodriguez is fighting a newcomer in Parsons. Look, Rodriguez is coming off arguably his best performance against Platinum Mike Perry. Such a tough guy. Can handle shots. You know, his boxing, really good. Cardio, very solid. Keeps coming forward. He's fighting a guy in Parsons who's known mainly for his submission game. Uh, Look, with Rodriguez, we've seen this before. He could sprawl. Even if he gets taken down, he knows how to get against the cage and get back up quick. I like Rodriguez here. Matus Gamrod is fighting Jeremy Stevens. Now, look, Stevens is a grizzled veteran. He is tough. He will be looking to brawl, but we have seen something we don't usually see. Stevens getting finished an awful lot. This is a very weird matchup for him. You know, this is more of, I think, a coming out party for Gamron if he can get it done. Stevens is a good name to get on the resume. I think he has the overall skills and IQ to not brawl with this guy to get it done. This last one, people might laugh and question this one, Coach, because Adolfo Vieira in his last fight was probably the heaviest favorite on the card. He's one of the best Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioners in the world. In the first round, he probably had a 10-7, which we don't usually see very often. Second round, he came out of gas and then got submitted by Anthony Fluffy Hernandez, who I think never even had a submission win in his professional career. Now, when you're tired... My four-year-old will submit you, okay? It just, it, it is what it is. When you're gassed, you're gassed. It doesn't matter. I'm expecting him to come back out with a different matchup. I think we're being actually given a gift that it's only in the minus 200s here. He, if he worked on his cardio, he gets his fight to the floor very quickly. He will get this fight done by submission. I am willing to put my money that he does not lose two in a row. That's going to be our parlay at plus 187. I would love to see your four-year-old try to submit. Uh, Vieira. I think that'd be a, a good She's match. Tough. She's I tough. Know she is. She's very, very <laughs> tough. All right. Speaking of sheets, it's amazing that this woman is back in the UFC after a few years away. She's one of the biggest names to ever grace a UFC octagon. And I'm talking about Misha Tate. And she's a minus 130 favorite in her comeback fight uh, over Renal. Owes coming back at plus one at 10. This is in the Bantamweight division for the women. Give me 30 seconds to, to re introduce Misha Tate to the audience and then give us your pick. Misha Tate, a pioneer in the sport, anywhere from, you could go back and look at her fights in Bodog all the way to Strike Force, and into the UFC, great rivalry with Ronda Rousey, and finally paid her dues and got a great win over Holly Holm, which made her the champ. You know, with Misha, she was doing it for so long, and you saw in that fight against Raquel Pennington, she even said to her corner, I just don't have it anymore. I'm mentally not there. And when you're mentally checked out in the fight game, you have to step away. And she knew to do that. She tossed the money to the side and she went, had a family. She went and worked for another MMA organization and being around the fighters, having a family, getting that rest and kind of seeing the sport grow, that fires back, that hungers back. And she's one of the best to do it. She is coming at the best time possible because she's now fighting someone who's literally saying, Hey, after this one, I'm retiring, right? She's her opponent's 45, Marion Renault. She's lost three in a row. And stylistically, this is a great bounce back matchup for Misha Tate. If you go and look at Misha's social media, she is taking this seriously. Training has always been something very big with her. She takes it seriously. She trains hard. She's in the best shape of her life, working on her stand up. But we all know what she's probably going to do here. She's a very smart fighter. She's going to get this fight to the floor where she'll have a tremendously huge advantage. Right now, is a good striker. She's tough. She won't go away. But the reason why Misha is only minus 130s because she's been around away for so long, I don't believe ring rust will be a factor here. I compare her to Dominic Cruz in regards to always training, mentally being tough, not letting those breaks bother her. I think this break helped her heal her mentally, some you know nagging injuries that she possibly had. And I think Misha Tate at minus 130 gets it done. And for those of you at home who really want to see what she's all about because you don't know, go look up that Holly Holm fight. One of the great gutty 
performances you will ever see man or woman in the UFC. It was an amazing, amazing win. All right. We've arrived at our main event of the evening. McIntyre taking on Moises. Uh, lightweight bout. Um, the numbers here really don't matter because you like a total. Talk to me. Yeah, so look, Islam Mahashev should get the win here. I, you know, I don't mind putting him in the parlay per se. It just didn't give us that much of a bigger you know, bump in the odds. So if you want to do that, I don't mind. He gets the win here. There's no question in my book. However, Thiago Moises is an interesting matchup. This is a guy who, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, black belt, graded ankle locks, leg locks. But the most interesting thing about him is his stand-up continues to evolve. He trains over at American Top Team, so he's with one of the best camps in the world. However, when you talk about Islam Mahachev, all we keep hearing is he's the next coming of Khabib Nurmagomedov. He is the next champion at 155, but he's not fighting top 10 guys yet. So he's getting who he can, and he's doing great things. The fight against Drew Dober... Uh, you know, I don't think he didn't finish because he couldn't. I think just Dober is that tough. In my opinion here, Mahachev wants to separate himself from the pack, wants to get to the top five. The way to do it against a guy that's not ranked in the top 10 is to make a huge statement here. His kickboxing will be better. His wrestling is going to be way too much for Moises. And watch what happens when he shoots that double leg. Coach, he will not land in guard once. He will land in side mount every single time. And that's where I believe he gets to finish. I'm even going to say probably in the third round. I think Moises might get a little tired. So I'm going to take a stab here at plus 120 and under four and a half rounds. Mahachev is here for his first main event. He's already calling out Tony Ferguson next. He wants to retire Tony Ferguson. <laughs> He's got to get through Moises. And in order to get a Tony Ferguson type of name on your resume, you got to dominate. You got to finish. And that's what he does here. Boy, that was a great soundbite that they released yesterday. When he very respectfully says, I'd love to retire Tony Ferguson. Yeah. I would like to end his career. His, Isn't that his lovely? Career. Yeah. When you're trying to make a statement and you've got four and a half rounds to make that statement, that's a great value play. I can't believe we're getting it at, at plus money because he wants to show the world that he is legit. And you do that by dominating and you dominate fast. Uh, in this fight Saturday night. All right, we're up against it. Grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the reclap. Uh, in Bellator, we're going to go Blinkow, uh, minus 150 over Silva. And then in our Parker's Parlay Friday night version, we're going to go Matas, Fortune, Velasquez, plus 122. Then let's switch over to UFC on Saturday night. We're going to go Johns, minus 175. Taha, minus 155. Then the Parlay, Rodriguez, Gamrat Vieira, plus 187. Love that number. Then in the co-main event, we're going to go Misha Tate, in a return, minus 130. And then in the main event, we're going to go under four and a half rounds. We think it's going to end in the third round. And if you're already playing with house money by then, and I'm guessing you will be, throw a little bit on the third round finish. You never know. Ooh. If your book has it, throw it in there. You never know. Just sprinkle a little bit for fun. All right. I love these shows every week. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these MMA tickets straight to the pay window. For the hottest MMA handicapper in the world, Ian Parker, our executive producer, the jeweler, puts it all together. I am the coach. It doesn't matter the sport. We're here for the early edge. Good luck. Good luck.